Chapter 80 Jerusalem and Her King Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion! Shout in triumph, O daughter of Jerusalem! Behold, your King is coming to you. He is just and endowed with salvation, humble and mounted on a donkey, even on a colt, the foal of a donkey. I will cut off the chariot from Ephraim and the horse from Jerusalem, and the bow of war will be cut off, and he will speak peace to the nations, and his dominion will be from sea to sea and from the river to the ends of the earth. Zechariah 9, 9-10. These two verses stretch over a wide span of time and history. They predict the scenes of Messiah's first and second comings. There is a long, long interval between the events of the ninth verse and those of the tenth. The former has been already fulfilled, and that how literally, eighteen centuries ago. The latter still waits to be fulfilled. The former is a glimpse of Messiah's humiliation, the latter of his exaltation, power, and glory. He came the first time to be despised and rejected of men. He comes the second time to triumph and to reign. Jerusalem has seen his lowliness, it has yet to see his majesty. It has witnessed his cross, it has yet to behold his throne. Let us note here first Jerusalem's joy, second Jerusalem's king, and third Jerusalem's glory. 1. Jerusalem's joy. Zion and Jerusalem are the two different parts of the one city, the city of the great king. It is the inhabitants or daughters of this twofold city that are summoned here to rejoicing and shouting, to great rejoicing, and to the loud utterance of it. To gladness and shouting is the city called by God. It is the joyous city, Isaiah 32 13, King James Version. Babylon may mourn, but Zion must rejoice. Egypt may howl, but Jerusalem must shout. They who have received Messiah are inhabitants of no average city. To them belongs the heavenly Jerusalem, the everlasting Zion. Their citizenship is in heaven. They are not yet in the city, but they are looking for it, and the prospect of it is enough to make them rejoice and shout. O Christian, be glad! Do not have a heavy heart. He who believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God and is the citizen of the joyous city. 2. Jerusalem's King. It is written in Psalm 149, 2, Let the sons of Zion rejoice in their king. So it is here. Let us take each of the words relating to the king in order in Zechariah 9, 9. First, behold. It is the prophet speaking to his fellow citizens. It is the Holy Spirit turning our eyes to Jesus. Behold, see this great sight. What is there on earth to be compared to it? Second, your king. Jerusalem has a king. He is the great king, king of kings, king of Israel, king of nations, ruler of the kings of the earth. His name is Jesus of Nazareth. He is the Word made flesh, John 1 14. God man, Emmanuel, God with us, Matthew 1 23. She is now kingless. She has no David, no Solomon, no Hezekiah. 
Yet to her really belongs a king greater than all the kings of earth, your king, emphasis added. Third, is coming. He was long the coming one. Now he is come. For four thousand years the promise spoke of his coming. Now he comes at length. He delays no longer. His feet tread our earth. His eyes look on our hills and skies. Bethlehem receives him. Nazareth gives him a home. Bethany welcomes him. Jerusalem shouts Hosanna at his approach. But he has left. He's not here now. He is now the coming one again. And he may soon be here. Behold, he comes. Fourth, to you. Yes, especially to you. Jerusalem is to reject him, to crucify him. He knows this, but he comes to her. O sinner, he comes to you, and he bids you to come to him. He does not stand afar off, he comes near. Fifth, just and endowed with salvation. A just God and a Savior. Just and the justifier. The Savior and the Justifier, because He is the Just One. He came with a righteous salvation for unrighteous men. He still presents that righteous salvation. It is salvation to the utmost. He is mighty to save, He is just to save. He came to seek and to save that which was lost. Luke 19 10. Oh, good news! The righteous one loves the unrighteous. Jesus Christ the righteous came into the world to save sinners. And sixth, humble and mounted on a donkey, even on a colt, the foal of a donkey. He is meek and lowly, or humble. And even when he comes to Jerusalem in triumph, he shows his meekness by the way in which he comes. No troops of soldiers, no guards, no procession, and no banners waving. No chariot, no war horse. He rides upon a donkey, and alongside there is the colt, just as they were found unprepared and unadorned. He is at once the loftiest and the lowliest of the sons of men. No one ever came from such a height or went down to such a depth. In birth, life, and death, he was like the lowly one. May he not well say then, Come unto me and learn of me? He is distant to none. He repulses none. Even to the little ones, he says, Permit the children to come to me. Mark 10 14. In word, look, and action, he is infinitely attractive to all. No one needs to dread him, nor to stand aloof in suspicion or distrust. O sinner, come and learn of this lowly one. He will give you rest. O Christian, trust him more. Do not misinterpret him or do him injustice. Give him your fullest confidence in spite of all the evil, darkness, and folly that are in you. Always stay by his side. Look at him, love him, speak to him, trust him. Does he frown? Does he turn away? No, he bids you welcome. The more you deal with him, the more welcome you are. He thus gets opportunities for bringing out his abundance. And three, Jerusalem's glory. The first feature of this glory is the cessation of war. 
and the destruction of all the implements of war, chariot, horse, and battle bow. No more of these. Jerusalem is now the city of peace, the true Salem. But there is peace to the heathen, too. He speaks peace to them, peace to you who are far away. Ephesians 2.17. The sound of peace goes out from Salem to the whole world. Jerusalem is now a quiet habitation. Peace is in all her borders. The heathen share it, and universal dominion now belongs to Zion's king. The earth is his as well as Jerusalem. He is the king of kings. As of yet, this has not been fulfilled. Satan still roams and reigns. The kingdoms of this world are still unchristian or anti Christian. But the vision will not lie. Jesus is coming the second time to fulfill these words. He fulfilled the ninth verse at his first coming. He is to fulfill the tenth verse at his second coming. He comes as king as well as saviour. He does not come only to judge, but also to reign. He comes to end all war, bind Satan, strike Antichrist, renew creation, rebuild Jerusalem, restore Israel, convert the nations, and reign in peace as earth's righteous king. His dominion will be as universal as it is everlasting. His kingdom is that which cannot be moved. Then will be the long-expected reign of righteousness and peace.